What's going on, everybody? You are listening and hopefully watching the newest episode of the Give Me the Points podcast. Uh, I am Soup, your host, along with my co-host, Tyler, who is back. We have some conflicting schedules this week, but I skipped my lunch break today to get home early, and you're missing out on your sleep before your night shift. But we're here. We're ready. I think you're about three or four bangs deep, and uh, <laughs> we're ready to go. How you doing, buddy? I'm good. I'm good. Glad to be back this week. Um, sorry, you guys, I'd missed last week, but still made money, so uh, that's that's the important thing. Understatement of the year. Um, we had a monster week. We did really, really well. I think it was record was 11, four and one. So that's 11 wins four losses with a push for a total of plus 14 and a half units. Um, that was great. We did 7.2 on college and 7.3 on the NFL. Um, it was awesome, man. Uh, four and one in college. And even though we pushed our big play in the NFL, we hit some player props. We hit the Pennsylvania parlay for plus 400. Uh, it was a really, really good week. And I think we've got some more in store this week. But um, I don't know. There's a lot going on in the NFL. You want to cover some some hot topics before we get into these lines? Um, well, I think we're, yeah. we're going we're gonna to try and we're, we're not going to expose ourselves to cancel culture. No. Um, but I feel like we'd be doing everybody an injustice if we didn't talk about what happened on Monday uh, during the Ravens-Colts game. Um, yeah, so like you said, we don't want to hit cancel culture. I guess some of my issue is not whether John Gruden shouldn't have a job or not. Like, look, you're a head coach. It's one of those things that, oh, well, normal people might say similar stuff. We don't know everything you said yet, but you're not a normal person. Right. I mean, you're not. But then I've seen on the internet people bring up the point. Uh, you've got – think of the people performing the halftime show and think about some of the crap they've said and the lyrics in there. So I love Eminem. Yes. But to pretend like he's some morally upstanding Individual. person who should be a role model, isn't he an amazing entertainer? Yes. But, you know, oh, well, Gruden's a coach. Okay, I get that. But you also chose them to represent your sport at – the halftime show of the biggest game of the year in your sport. So right, it does yeah, come yeah. off a little bit of, you know, selective outrage, but that's how the freaking world is now. And then, and then you have to take a look at, um, you got a little bit of reverb going on there. Turn your volume down just a little bit. Okay. Oh, try. Yeah. Okay. Nope. It's still echoing real bad. Sorry about this guys. We haven't had this issue. I can hear it, but I think we're good now. Okay. Okay. Yes, we're good. Okay. Um, we also have to look at the players in the NFL, man. Um, top three wide receiver in the NFL, Tyreek Hill. He choked out his pregnant girlfriend at the time, and he's still glorified as a fantastic player. We look at Kareem Hunt, who there's video of him kicking a woman when she's down. Um, here he is scoring touchdowns week in and week out and getting paid millions of dollars. I don't mind the John Gruden firing, and I think John Gruden steps down regardless because of the situation that he's in. Um, you know, the, it came out that he's had some anti-gay slurs, um, and that doesn't stand well with having the first openly gay player on your roster. Um, and then, obviously, the racial slurs – I mean, none of us are blind. The majority of the NFL is African-American. 
Um, so it's going to be hard for guys to get behind their coach. Um, I'm not surprised by the John Gruden, not, not the situation, but the outcome of it by any means. Um, but at the same point in time, if you're going to hold him accountable, you have to hold everybody accountable. And I think that is the moral of the story here. Um, I don't think that only John, you know, you know what I mean? And maybe they will hold players more accountable in the future. And I think they should. Um, I truly don't believe that Kareem Hunt or Tyreek Hill should be playing football, but they are, and they're making millions upon millions of dollars. Tyler Higby should not be playing football. Um, he had assault charges against him. And it's just, it, it goes beyond color and race. It just, it boils down to being a decent human being. Mm-hmm. And I think it's as simple as that. So, well, the sad thing is, you know, most athletes aren't. I think that's why I love gravitating towards hockey players, you know, but that's, that's a whole separate topic. But anyways, yeah, there's a lot of football players that are. That has a lot to do with international as well. Yeah. Um, that it's not an American-based sport. It is more popular internationally than it is in America, and that's the same thing with, like, soccer. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's the international realm brought together. Um, but I don't know, man. It's – it's crazy. Uh, I was walking. We were going from one bar to another because the one closed to finish watching the second half. And as we're walking in, our buddy who's a Ravens fan was streaming the game on his phone because he couldn't miss anything from the parking lot. It's a two-minute ride. Um, and he showed me the phone, and he's like, oh, my God, is this serious? And it was John Gruden is resigning. And I was like, wow, okay, like this is happening. So, yeah, John Gruden's out. Um, four years into a 10-year deal, they named the special teams coach as the interim head coach. It'll be interesting to see what they can do. The Raiders organization as a whole has been a dumpster fire for a long time, and that starts at the top. That started with Al Davis, and it's come down to bowl cut Mark Davis. I think they're just absolute shit owners, and I'm, you know, I wish I could say I'm surprised that this happened to their organization, but at the same point in time, I'm not. No, it's, it's, not, it's not surprising. <laughs> but anyway, um, recap on last week. I'm going to run through these real quick because it's a lot of them, and we got to get on to these next week plays. But we had five college football plays. We had the show plays were Texas, Oklahoma, under 63 and a half. That was dead. Real fast <laughs> in a hurry. Uh, Texas scored 14 points in the first minute and a half. I think it was just, it was dead from the jump. Um, but what, what a fucking meltdown. Oh my God, Texas, you outdo yourself every single week. Um, crazy game. Those of you who had Oklahoma minus three and a half, don't ever, ever, ever tell me you have bad luck because (laughs) you were just part of the luckiest cover in sports, in college history that I can remember. Agreed? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Easily. Hang on. We got a comment in here. It says, who is your MVP so far? Um, This is tough. And, I, man, I might be biased here. But I look at MVP as the most valuable player, not the best player in the league. Um, I truly look at it as the most valuable player for this you know, for this year. And 
I look at what the Cowboys were last year without Dak, and now I look what the Cowboys are with Dak. I put Dak in there. Obviously, Josh Allen's in the conversation, and it it pains me to say this because I know we were against them. Yeah, that's that's my pick, Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson, my God, four hundred. What would they be without him? He's put them on his back, honestly. He's got more total yards than nineteen teams in the NFL through five Mm -hmm. weeks. Yeah, I mean, but if I'm if I'm picking one right now, I know Kyler was the favorite going into last week, but they throw up a stinker. If I'm picking one right now, I think that they would probably go with Josh Allen. That's my opinion. I think if it ended right now, Josh Allen would win MVP. Okay. See, my MVP right now would be Lamar Jackson. But like you said, who do I think would win it right now? And who do I also think probably will win it? Um, I think probably Josh Allen or Kyler Murray will win it. Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, don't give Arizona's off to an unbelievable start. Um, it's crazy. You know, I and people, the most valuable player is – in my mind, if you take a guy off of a team, how much does it affect that team? And I think if you take, obviously, Lamar with the injuries Baltimore have suffered, uh, you take Lamar off, he's definitely in the conversation. We know what Dallas is without Dak. And I can't imagine Buffalo without Josh Allen. No. Um, yeah. So those are those are the top three right now. And they're probably the top three in the betting odds. Um, I think Josh Allen is the favorite. So that – I guess that makes sense. Um, yeah. but the other two college plays we had were Iowa Penn State over 40 and a half. What a piss poor offensive game, but the overhit. So that's all that matters. That was a three unit play. The Texas loss was a one unit play. Georgia Auburn under 47 and a half. The dogs defense does it again. Um, and they shut Auburn and Bo Nix down. The under hit, that was a two unit play. Then we had two plays to the Instagram story. One was Michigan State minus four. That was a two-unit play. They won that game by like 18 or something like that. And then Michigan minus two and a half, two-unit play, gave me a damn heart attack. But um, Martinez did it again, man. He did it again. Did it again. Fumble monster. In crunch time, trying to fight for an extra two yards on a three-yard run and got stripped, and Michigan got the ball back and won the game. So four and one in college. Um, NFL. We had four player props that we posted the story, all one-unit plays. Um, Tony Pollard over 39 and a half rushing yards. He went for 75. That is a line that I'm going to look at every single week. If they keep him under 45, I'm betting it every single week. Um, he gets anywhere between 10 and 15 carries, and he's a change-of-pace guy, and I really he's, – he's so good. Yeah, so, he's really good. Second-best backup in the league behind Kareem Hunt. Um, Kyler Murray – over 280.5. That was a loss. Um, Nick Chubb, anytime touchdown scorer, he busted a long one in the third quarter. That hit. And then Damian Williams, over 19 and a half receiving yards. And he caught a pass on the first drive for 20 yards. So that hit on the first drive of the game. <clears throat> and then we had the Packers minus three, which was a push against the Bengals because of just a nightmare of field goal and extra point kicking. Uh, That was terrible. Um, Washington plus three against the Saints. That was a loss. That was a two-unit play. Tampa minus nine and a half for two units. They dominated the Dolphins. Um, The London game over 46. Thank you, 
Mr. Sala for running the field goal kicker out there to hit the over. Um, they kicked the field goal with like nine seconds left to hit the over. We appreciate that after three, three Atlanta red zone fumbles. Yeah, yeah. Um, the over shouldn't have even it shouldn't no, have been questioned. But no, that was the that was the betting god saying you deserve this. Yeah. So that was a two unit winner. Rams minus two and a half Thursday night football. We almost lost to Geno Smith and Alex Collins, but the Rams uh, held up there, covered that spread. That was two units. Um, the Texans under 15 and a half for two units and Davis Mills put on a full game performance in the first half and then got, had a opening drive touchdown and then got blanked the final, what, 28 minutes of the game. So they hit 22 points, which was annoying. Um, but that (laughs) New England won. So whatever. Um, and then the Pennsylvania parlay, baby Eagles Steelers money line parlay plus 400. That was one unit to win four. Again, 14 and a half unit week last week, big week, but we've got a lot ahead of us. Um, I know you've got not a lot of sleep ahead of you, so let's get into this. Okay. And we're going to start with the, we'll start with the NFL plays. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. We're going to save the Thursday night game because it's going to be played with a Sunday game. So we're going to jump into the London game first. Okay. You cool with that? I'm cool with that. But I'm gonna and I'm gonna let you take this because it is your boys. Okay. Um, you weren't here. To, you weren't here. You wouldn't even defended them last week. You agreed no, I on the Urban Meyer that. shit, right? I would not have defended them. He's okay. All right. So <laughs> Miami technically at Jacksonville. It's in London again. This is the 9:25 kickoff or whatever. Miami is a three-point favorite here. Over/under sitting at 47. Um, we're going to make a one-unit play on this game. I want you to tell me what our one-unit play on this game will be. Uh, we are going to take Jacksonville over 22 points. Um, you know, the, the Jags' defense is terrible, but Miami's offense isn't good, so it kind of scared me away from wanting to play the over. But uh, Jacksonville's offense has improved every week. I'm not going to say they're world beaters, but Trevor Lawrence has improved every week. You know, I watch every snap they play. So regardless of the numbers, he's looking more confident. He's cutting down the. He's he's learning how to play quarterback in the well, NFL. It was hold on a second. But he's not comfortable running a QB sneak. If we want to keep this short, don't get me in a mode to rant about Urban Meyer and rant. Let me just talk about the positives of why they'll go over that. Uh, just he's getting better every week. You know, they're off. James Robinson. He's a stud. I'm not going to say he's a top five back. But top 15, top 10, hell yeah. He's seriously good. He lacks complete breakaway explosive speed. That's his only really thing he doesn't have. The man's a, you know, tackle-breaking monster. He knows how to find the end zone. Um, You know, Trevor showed some amazing touch on some of those corner of the end zone passes that have have really impressed me. Um, And, you know, against Cincy and then against Tennessee, stopped on fourth and goal, you know, from the one – I don't want to say I'm going to assume, you know, you make an ass out of you and me, but I'm going to assume they figured out something this week in practice that if we've got the ball on third and fourth and goal from the one, this play is going to score us a touchdown. And really, I I think they can put up in the high 20s. I just think their offense is clicking well, and I don't think Miami's defense is playing well. So I think, you know, Jacksonville also plays in London every year, not last year, but a lot of the guys have 
been there multiple times, so they have a little bit of familiarity with it. So I think that their offense is going to perform well enough. That, I mean, you know, if they score 24 points, no one would say that was some amazing offensive performance. They don't need to come out and play amazing to hit over 22 points. So, Right, and I look at it this way, man. What's Jacksonville's biggest strength and best player on offense right now? It's James Robinson, correct? Yep. And what is Miami's glaring handicap? It's their run defense. Yeah. And I think James Robinson has another big game. And I think, you know, we, you know, we liked them last year, obviously a thousand yard rusher. Um, and the whole, like, I don't want to say that the, um, the draft selection, um, of ETN was bad, but it, it did kind of shock me, but I understand it. You know, the yeah, no, I get they, want, they wanted a slasher. I get that, but right. And it's hard to say it was bad without actually seeing him because who knows? He could have brought a whole new element. But right. you look but it, at it was a little shocking there. to go running back in the first round, in my opinion, because yes. I do think James Robinson is a very, very good race. So hard to tackle, man. So yeah. hard to tackle. He gets contacted at the line of scrimmage, and it's still like a guaranteed two or three every single time. Yes, um, so yeah, I, I can get behind the Jaguars to score 22 points here in London. Um, I like that you brought up the team's fam- – I did. This is this the word in the English language that I struggle with the most. Familial familiarity. <laughs> familiarity. Thank. <laughs> I don't know why. It's too many damn fucking L's and A's. I don't know. But yeah, um, I do like the fact that they've played there year in and year out. So I do like the Jags to score twenty two points here. I don't think the jet lag has that much of an effect on the offense. So we'll say yeah, Jacksonville over twenty two points for one unit. Yep. Okay. Next game, Houston at Indy. Indy coming in at minus nine and a half as the home favorite over under at 43 and a half. I don't really like anything about this game. Um, no. The Colts with a meltdown that cost me a same game. I had Jonathan Taylor, two touchdowns, Wentz over 250 passing in the Colts money line. First two hit, and then, you know, the rest is history with Lamar Jackson scoring six, 19 unanswered, 19 unanswered to win that game um, in the fourth and overtime. So that was fun. So I don't like the Colts here. Nine and a half a lot. Houston has showed a little bit of fight, and I like it. Um, New England's defense is better than the Colts' defense, and Houston showed some – I don't know if they've got something figured out with the three-back system and throwing little dump passes, and it was interesting to watch. Um, but I don't like the over-under because, I, I don't know, Houston could throw up a goose egg this week. So I would lean – I guess I'd probably lean Houston plus nine and a half. Yeah. I mean, we're not going to bet it, so I won't go in depth, but I'd lean Indy to cover just because I think Houston sucks still. Right. I don't think they'd put up two good performances in a row, but I I don't, I don't know, you know. Right. As long as they don't win. Hit that under four. Yeah. Um, yes. Do not win the game. Yeah, don't win. Uh, so next game, Packers at Bears. Bears coming in at a four and a half point four. Dog, four and a half point dog at home, over under at 44 and a half. Going back to the well, we pushed on the Packers last week. Should not have pushed. They should have won the game. Sure, they won the game. They should have covered the spread. We're going to go back here and we're going to say Packers minus four and a half. I think this is an overreaction. I think this is an overreaction to one, Jair Alexander going on to the IR, and two, the Bears showing up against Vegas last week. 
I think Vegas had a little bit of a down spell to the Chucky news breaking. I know you can argue that it's going to be bigger this week, but I think it's out of the system. I think all the players probably expected what was coming. They know more than we do. They're in the system. Um, so I think this is an overreaction. And Aaron Rodgers against the Bears, 21-4 and four in his career, averages like two, I think it was 272 passing and two and a half touchdowns. The weakness of the Packers is their pass D, um, now, especially now with Jair Alexander out. But I don't think that the Bears are fully ready to let Justin Fields loose. Um, he only threw 20 passes last week. I think it's going to be another, you know, run-heavy attack with um, Damian Williams and then the, the rookie, was it Khalil Herbert? Um, Khalil Herbert. I don't know how you say the kid's name. But, yeah, so I think the Packers cover four and a half here. Um, three Three units? Three units. Yeah. Packers more. Yeah. 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 And do you have any input on this game? No, you covered it. I mean, okay. it's, it's not necessarily Bears hate. It's Packers love. Yeah, it's, exactly. And uh, right. And I like the Packers offense. It's clicking. It's moving the ball well. They're getting AJ Dillon involved more. Um, yeah. So Packers minus four and a half, three units here. Yeah. Next game. 27 17 Packers. What's that? 27 17? Yeah. That sounds about right. Uh, Chiefs at the Washington Redskins. Redskins getting seven points as the home dog, over under 55 and a half. Um, Chiefs defense still sucks. And their offense, four turnovers against Buffalo. But we said in the preseason that Buffalo's defense is going to bounce back this year, and they have done that after one bad game. Um, But their defense is good. The Redskins' defense, on the other hand, a team that was expected to perform extremely well on the defensive side of the ball has not done so. Um, So should the Chiefs cover the spread here? They should. They sure should. Edwards Alaire's out. You've got the worst secondary in the league. You've got Patrick Mahomes and all of his weapons healthy. So should the Chiefs cover the spread? Absolutely. But are we going to bet them to cover the spread? No, we're not. What are we making? Uh, what play are we making on this game? We are going to take the Washington football team Redskins over two and a half touchdowns, correct? Yes. Yes, I like that. Um, the Chiefs haven't let up less than – 21 points this year. Defense is bad. Um, just to be, just I'm going to pull this up here real quick. I just want to run through the points that they've let up this year. Um, I know the Browns week one, they let up 29 to the Browns, 36 to the Ravens, 30 to the Chargers, 30 to the Eagles, and 38 to the Bills. So 29 is the lowest amount total that they've let up. And you can tell me, sure, the Browns, the Ravens, the Chargers, the Bills definitely have better offenses than the Redskins. Do the Eagles? I don't think so. I don't think no, the Eagles do have better offenses. It's pretty good. Yeah, honestly. it's well-balanced. Um, and they're at home here, which makes me like them even more to score at least three touchdowns. Um, I think Gibson's going to have a good game. And, then, you know, the fucking quarterback just – Taylor Heineke gets it done week in and week out. Yeah, rough week against the um, against the Saints last week. But scary Terry, um, I like them to score three touchdowns here. What do you want to do? One, two, two units? Two. 
two units, Redskins, over two and a half touchdowns. Um, next game, Vikings at Carolina. Carolina, one-point underdog at home, over under at 46 and a half. Um, we had enough plays, so this was like the one that was right on the edge here, so we're not going to make a play here. I personally like the Vikings here. Um, I think they're an underrated two and three football team right now. Yes, that game against Detroit was just Detroit being Detroit. But at the same point in time, I still don't believe in Carolina. Um, and that's why we bet against them last week. But uh, I, I'd lean the Vikings minus one in this game. Yeah, same. I think they're, I mean, I think the line's about right. Like, Carolina doesn't suck. Minnesota's not incredible, but I do mm-hmm. think they're a little bit better than Carolina. Yeah, I think it's I think it's truly a coin toss, but Carolina being at home with what looks like Christian McCaffrey might be back. Um, not that Chuba Hubbard's been bad, but he's no, not he Christian McCaffrey. Um, so and then you got probably, yeah, I mean the, the game of the week, um, which we're gonna avoid, we're just gonna enjoy. We're gonna watch this game, we're gonna enjoy it, we're gonna learn a lot about these two teams. You've got the Chargers making the trip across the country to play the Ravens. The Ravens coming into the three-point home favorite, the over-under at 52. Um, public all over the Chargers in this game. I think they're getting 93% of the money right now, over-under at 52. If I had to make a bet here, I'd probably lean the over based off the way the two quarterbacks are playing. Yeah, and I, I like I like the Chargers, but then flip side, you know, it's – the, that first year of being a good team, you had a huge win, dramatic win. You're going across the country. The Ravens are definitely good. So, it, like you said, just enjoy the game. We, yeah. we, we might figure out a lot more about who's real and who's not after this game. Yes. Um, and both teams coming off just crazy, crazy games. So, it'll be interesting to see who can calm themselves and collect themselves and – Turning in, turn it into two good performances in a row. Um, next game, just the fucking dumpster fire of the week. Bengals at the Lions. The Lions coming in at three and a half point home dogs over under at 47 and a half. Joe Burrow, throat contusion, went to the hospital after the Packers game. Um, his status, status is questionable, but I expect him to play. And Detroit just can't stop. Just. <laughs> We have a buddy who's a Detroit fan, and I feel so bad for the guy. I really do. I mean, it's just an, it's a nightmare for them right now. It is. Hey, the positive note long term, they want to have as bad organizationally having a terrible record this year would be good. However, the way they're losing some of these games, if you're a fan, because when you're a fan, you know, you still want them to win. I wanted Jacksonville to win all, all last year. The last like two games of the year, okay, no, my mind was set like, don't win this game, get Trevor Lawrence. All right, but even all through the year, you're like, you, you're a fan. You want them to win, even if you know losing's good. Boy, those losses have been tough. And you know what? I'm going to go out on a limb here, and I'm going to defend Dan Campbell. I don't think he deserves to be on the hot seat. I really don't because I do believe when it comes down to crunch time, true crunch time, it, players have to perform. Yeah, he's got Jared Goff as his quarterback. Jared he's- Goff does not suck. If you know what I mean, but he's right. he just he's, in big moments he just lets you down. Dan Campbell's drawing up fantastic game plans to keep his teams in games against far superior competition. Yeah, DeAndre Swift is an absolute beast. Yes, and I and I still think Jamal Williams is very very good. 
Yeah, I like is. the way they're using both of them. I really do. Um, both guys catch the ball well. Both guys run the ball well. So when one's on the field, you, it's not obvious that they're running or passing. Um, and I, yeah, I just, it was kind of heartbreaking seeing Dan Campbell crying after the game. And I kind of, I felt for the guy. Yeah. Yeah, I really, really felt for him. But like I said, in crunch time, players have to perform. It comes down to that. And they're, the players are not doing that. The no. coach is giving them the recipe to win the game, and they just can't get it done. Um, so next game, Rams at Giants. Giants coming in at a nine-and-a-half-point home dog. There are so many home dogs this week. Um, Over-under at 48-and-a-half. So this is where the Thursday night game ties in. Um, we thought about Tampa minus seven, but then we looked at the Sharp report. And for those of you that don't know Sharp's professional betters, there are 15 tracked Sharp plays on the Eagles right now and none on Tampa. So that kind of scares me away from Tampa minus seven, even though, yes, they should win that game by 10-plus points. Um, it is Thursday night. It is on the road. So it scares me away from that. But we think they're going to win the game, right? Tampa wins the game against the Eagles, correct? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Um, the Rams just the Giants are destroyed by injuries. Tony has a breakout week, throws a punch, gets hurt. Um, Saquon Barkley has a fucking bowling ball attached to his ankle. <laughs> Somehow it's a low ankle sprain. I have no idea how that guy's going to play in two weeks, but he's not playing this week. And then Daniel Jones got decapitated. Um, not Taysom Hill decapitated. But he did get hit really hard. Um, he concussion, got up, fell over, got up, fell over. Mike Glennon might be at quarterback. It might be Mike Glennon and Devontae Booker and Kenny Galladay's out too. Um, so they're the the Giants' offense is destroyed. So to tie the two together, we're gonna go seven point teaser. Five units, he says. Wow. Yeah. Six units. Okay, yeah. Okay, yeah. So it's a minus 150, guys. So we're going to go Tampa and the Rams in a seven-point teaser here. We're going to take the two biggest favorites of the week, and we're going to tease them down seven points. Um, so it'll be Tampa money line and Rams minus two and a half. So Rams need to win by a field goal. Tampa needs to win the game. Six to win four is the play. This is a big play. Six units. But you know why we can afford it? Because we won 14 and a half last week. Because we're up – 25 on the year. Um, yeah, and, and the Rams, although they, I think they had a really poor offensive performance against Seattle, they still won the game and won by nine, yeah. right? Yeah, so I don't see why they can't do the same against a really, really, really banged-up Giants team. No, and I like this teasing it down as well, right, because they're both – and they're both way better teams than the team they're facing. All right. But Tampa, you know, you've got the Thursday road game, mm -hmm. always iffy. Rams, you've got the cross country road trip, even with the Giants being banged up. So if you would have, say, just done a parlay on them both to cover, I would I have liked it? Yeah. You know, but you've got that weirdness factor that could want to, you know, a backdoor cover, something like this. This just makes the two much, much, much better teams. Mm -hmm. They need to win the game. And right. That's all. And I, yeah. I, you know, which will happen. I agree. I agree. So, yeah, six to win four. Big play there. Yeah. Six. Okay. Easy all right. <laughs> threw, threw an audible at me there. Um, next game, 
probably the second biggest game of the week. Cardinals at Browns. Browns minus three as a home favorite over under at 49 and a half here. I've got the jersey on. Jersey of the week's back. Um, we've got the Cleveland Browns jersey on. And those of you who are watching the YouTube stream, are like, who the hell's number 10? The best quarterback to ever play in a Cleveland Browns jersey, Brady Quinn. Yeah, I mean, if you don't know who Brady Quinn is, then you're – I not- bought this jersey the day Brady Quinn's number was assigned. Um, it's authentic. I love it. I wear it all the time. And I still love Brady Quinn – one of the best college football quarterbacks I've ever seen. Um, handsome guy, too. My God, is he a good-looking oh guy. Boy, that EAS Myoplex commercial. <sighs> good-looking guy. Um, but anyway, I love the Browns here at home, man. I love them to bounce back after the Chargers game last week. I think they hung in with probably the second-best team in the AFC right now. Um I think the Browns are arguably third there with the Chiefs because I think the Chiefs need some defensive – uh, issues they got to fix, but I think it goes Bills, and I think Chargers are number two right now. Um, and so they've got the Cardinals who can't run the ball for shit um, coming into Cleveland to play against a Browns team that I think is hungry. And I like the Browns to cover the three points here. I would also probably side with the over as well, but I think that the Browns pass rush is going to make Kyler Murray's day a living hell. Um, and I think it's going to take a lot of broken down DeAndre Hopkins big plays for them to keep up here. Yeah, I agree. I like the Browns a lot. Um, their losses that they've had feel like games that they easily could have, and to be honest, maybe should have won. Yeah, um, should have won. So, I mean, they had the lead. They had the lead by 14-plus in both those games. Yeah. But, again, it was against two top-caliber AFC teams in the Chiefs and the Chargers. Yeah, and this, like we said, you know, we're not betting because we're not making this because Arizona is due to lose, but they are due to lose. They're traveling across the country. You know, it's against a, a fierce pass rush. You know, they've got real quick. I got to complain that fucking vulture James Conner, ten carries for twenty nine yards and two touchdowns every week. Like, what's he got? Six or seven touchdowns in the year? Yeah, it's crazy, man. He's got so many. It's just, it's disgusting. I, his yards um, per carry has got to be around or under three. It's awful. <laughs> it's higher than it was in Pittsburgh. Well, I'm, yeah, I mean, you know, mine. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah, in the Browns' run game, um, I mean, it just gets Kevin Stefanski, it's Kareem Hunt, it's Nick Chubb. It's disgusting. It's so yeah. good. So, disgusting so good. That's the right word. What's that? Disgusting is the right word. It's, yeah. it's, it, God, it's good. <laughs> yes, it is. So, Browns to run, 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 run it down their throats. Baker make a few big plays and the Browns to cover the three points. We're going to go two units on the Browns minus three. Um, Next game, Vegas at Denver, Denver coming in at a three and a half point home favorite over under at 44 and a half. Uh, Denver pooped last week against Pittsburgh. And I think they're going to poop again this week against the Raiders. I think the Raiders get every, you know, get their head straight. Um, and I do think that they bounce back. I think they win this game outright, but as we've covered multiple times before, when you're getting three and a half, regardless if you think the team's going to win the game outright, take the smart bet, take the three and a half. Don't bet the money line, because then when they lose by three on a field goal in overtime, you're going to be pissed. So three and a half Raiders getting three and a half against Denver here. Um, I'm not in. I'm not buying into Teddy Bridgewater. I'm not buying into their running a game. Defense is good. Bradley Chubb's still out, though. 
And I think the Raiders are more well-balanced. They have a very good offense. Threw up a stinker against Chicago last week, but I do like the Raiders to cover three and a half in this game. Yeah, I like it. Like you said, they have a good offense, and they laid a stinker. How often does a good offense lay a stinker two weeks in a row? Not usually. So No. And they've got motivation this week. I really do. I, I really do believe that. And I love their pass rush um, between Crosby, Nassib, and Ngakwe. Love the pass rush. Super good. Yeah. It's going to make Teddy Bridgewater – he's not going to have a lot of time to pass the ball. Cortland Sutton needs time to get open, and I don't think he's going to get that time this week. Uh, next game, Dallas at New England. The line's down a whole point in a day. Um, it's New England plus three and a half at home. Super small line for a Dallas team that's hot. Over under 51 and a half. What do you like? You know, if the line keeps dropping, maybe check the Instagram story for something on Dallas. But now we, we like the under because would would you say Dallas's defense might be top three biggest surprises of the season so far? Absolutely. I mean, Diggs is – boy, is he good. Oh, my God. The kids – it's incredible. Um, I don't know if you read the quote that he said, but uh, – or maybe it was it was Stefan Diggs, his brother, said it. He said that um, when Saban moved Trayvon from wide receiver to cornerback, he called him crying and said he wanted to quit. And Stefan Diggs told him, like, you know, buckle your chin strap and get to it because you've got the talent to play whatever position you want. And Nick Saban, you were right, buddy. This kid is so talented. And it's not only his hands. Yes, he has six interceptions, which is double the second-place guy in the league right now. But his knack for reading routes, which comes from being a wide receiver, and just he's in the right spot at all times, man. He's super athletic. Uh, he's he's super good. He's very, very good. And Mike yeah. Parsons is super good, too. Um, yeah. He's, he's Honestly, he's, he's, more of an, he's more of a rusher than a linebacker. I yeah. Think. But, yeah. You know, you're the New England guy. You're the New England expert. But Bill Belichick, he always – it was different with Tom Brady because, you know, they were a top-tier team. But, mm-hmm. however, I feel like he always sets his team or his game plan up to not make it easy on the other team. He'll so take away not, your best option. He yeah, will, he's not he, going to air it out with no. Mac Jones. He hasn't aired it out yet with Mac Jones. He's not going to against a no. Dallas secondary that's making plays. So I don't – you know, they're not going to put up a ton of points. Even if they come out and play perfect defensively and steal a win, and it's it certainly will not be a high-scoring game that causes them to steal a win. Right, and especially with Damian Harris being hurt, rib and chest injury. Um, apparently, they dodged a bullet with it, and he's questionable right now. But he, So if he goes, okay, he's been okay. Um, but if he doesn't go, I mean, I don't believe in Ramondre Stevenson. I don't believe in Brandon Bolden, even though he's been with the team for 37 years. Um, in New England, to Belichick on the defensive side of the ball, he's going to take away your best option. So what 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 does he decide to do here? And I think it's he's going to take away the pass, and he's going to you know dare Dallas to beat them on the ground, which they can, but they they can and they will. They can and they will. But it bodes well for an under when it's going to be a run-heavy game. And I expect that out of Dallas. I expect a big, heavy dose of Zeke who's cooking right now. Boy, he looks like four year ago Zeke, doesn't mm-hmm. I mean, he's he? He sure does. Balance. He's got the power back. That over 1,100 yards looks real good when he's got 480 through five games. Mm-hmm. And um, that's even counting the Tampa game, which was a sinker. 
Yeah. yeah. And, and then, you know, God forbid Zeke falls on another pylon and hurts himself for 10 minutes. Tony Pollard. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're just – and their offensive line is so good. Um, yeah, I like the under 51 and a half here. I like it a lot. I do think Dallas wins the game. I think they're going to win something like a 27 to 21 kind of game. Um, it might – they might even – excuse me, hold New England under 20. So, and I don't think Dallas hits the 30-point mark, which is no, really I why I like Mid that. to high 20s. Yeah. And I think mid to high teens for New England. Yeah. Yeah. So under 51 and a half, we're going to go two units on that. Um, next play is the Sunday night game. Geno Smith, Alex Collins at Pittsburgh, minus four and a half. Pittsburgh minus four and a half is the home favorite. Over under coming in at 42 and a half. We love the over. Yes. Um, I truly believe that Pittsburgh Pittsburgh's offense is not as bad as it showed through the three weeks, and I'm gonna first three weeks, and I'm gonna stand by it. I'm gonna stick with that they're not that bad. And they showed up against Denver. The offense played well. Najee Harris stopped so good. Absolute beast. In going up against one of the worst rush defenses in the league in Seattle, I think Najee tears them apart. I think Ben's able to hit a couple deep throws to Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool. He's got his number three guy um, in James Washington. Juju's out. Um, Here's one stat I heard. Um, Ben Roethlisberger, when targeting Deontay Johnson, his quarterback rating's a 92.9. Pretty good. Yeah. When targeting Chase Claypool in 89, it was like an 89.5, still pretty good. When targeting James Washington, it was an 88, still pretty good. Guess what it was when targeting Juju? I don't want to be dramatic, but let's say 59. 52. Yeah. That's really bad. Um, it's actually the third worst in the NFL quarterback wide receiver combination with at least 20 targets. And this guy, this guy wants wide receiver one money. No, no way. I mean, obviously he's out for the season. He's played his last snap as a Steeler. He's done. Yeah, It's over. He's going to go somewhere else. He's And he'll go somewhere else and be probably a pretty good wide receiver too or a slot receiver because that's, that's, that's his game. Yeah. Um, but I like – the reason I like the Steelers offense this week is Chase Claypool is a fantastic slot receiver. He's big. He's strong. He blocks. And he's a lot better – on the catch and run across the middle of the field than he is going down with the 50-50 jump balls. James Washington, on the other hand, is a jack of all trades. He can beat you downfield. He can hit you with a curl route. He's got good hands. So I like this to spread that Seattle secondary. And Geno Smith impressed me against the Rams. Chris Carson should be back. Yes, it's a neck injury, but it's apparently something he's been dealing with for a while now. It's like a chronic thing. So it's not like a, it's not a big concern to Seattle. So Carson comes back. I think that helps Geno Smith. And I think Pittsburgh's defense can be exploited for 17 or so points. And I think Pittsburgh's offense gets into the high 20s, if not 30 points against Seattle. I really believe that. I really, 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 really like the over 42 and a half in this game. Yeah, I do too. For honestly, all the reasons you said, I still am down on the Steelers. I still think they're a maybe 500 team. But Denver, I mean, you know, being in the defense they were going to beat Denver, and then there was going to be the Steelers are back overreaction. Now, Denver's just not good. Uh, but Seattle, with no Russ, I mean, it does bode well for the Steelers. But, like, he's, Gino looked Gino looked good. Gino might know he's not 
star. I'm not saying that. Gino might be a solid quarterback. Where did he start his career? Tell me where he started his career. Yep. Where all where the modern day quarterback, quarterback goes to die. Yeah. And then he's backed up Russ for a long time. He's not better than Russ, <clears throat> obviously. Um, but so there's no shame in that. And he he can step in and do a job. I believe that. The Steelers defense hasn't looked, you know, impenetrable or anything. So getting near 20 points, he's still got DK Metcalf. Kind of still has Tyler Lockett. Yeah, still has Tyler Lockett. Um, so, and again, you know, still has Freddie Swain. Yeah, the Steelers' offense is going to roll, I think. Which, even if it the over hits in garbage time, if it has to happen that way, we don't hits, care. We just care that it's going to hit. It hits. It hits. Um, yeah. Geno Smith. The most impressive thing about him last week was not the ninety-eight yard drive or the sixty-five yard drive. It was his command of the offense. I mean, he was up on the line, making audibles, you know, changing cover or blocking. Um, it was impressive. It really was for a backup quarterback to come in against the Rams, who are supposed to have a very good defense, and have the poise that he did. He's not a young kid anymore. No, he's he, a he is an, he's an experienced, you know, grizzled veteran. I mean, it's you. I don't care if he's a backup. He still takes snaps with the first team at some point in practice. He still is watching game film. He's still in the NFL. And I think Geno Smith can come out and put on a decent performance. Yeah, really he's do. one of the better backups in the league. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. So we're going to go the over 42 and a half here. Three units. Yep. Okay. Three units on the over 42 and a half. Now this Monday night game, we're just going to make, it's going to be a play on the Instagram story. Um, it's probably going to be a player prop play, if not two. It's the Bills at the Titans. Titans getting five and a half points at home, over under at 54 and a half. If I had to lean aside on this game, I'm leaning the Bills to cover the five and a half because Tennessee has shown me nothing to think that they can keep up with this Bills offense. Same. Okay. that's That would be the lean here. So I'm going to run back through this, and we're going to recap this, and I want you to keep track of the units in your head while I'm rattling them off here. All right. I mean, you can add one plus two plus three. You don't need to write yeah. it down. Okay. So, oh, college football. Whoa. Yeah. College football. Oklahoma State at Texas. Texas coming in at minus five and a half, over under at 60 and a half. Um, because we make a play on every top 25 game, we're going to make a play here because these are two big, big name programs. Oklahoma State is undefeated, correct? Correct. Yes. Texas, not. Um, <laughs> Fuckers. <laughs> Texas not undefeated. Uh, I'm going to side the over 60 and a half here just based off of Texas's defensive performance last week. Um, their offense is obviously good, and Oklahoma State can air the ball out with the best of them. I like the over 60 and a half here for one unit. Yeah, Big 12, play play the over. It's Again, we're not, we don't love it, obviously, or else we would have played more than one unit, but we play something, and sure, Bijan will get us to the over. We'll just say right. that. All right. Kentucky at Georgia. Georgia laying 21 and a half over 144 and a half. Eventually, eventually, Georgia's not going to play another top 25 team. And we're going to have to stop picking these goddamn games because they're tough. Because it's all they play Florida next week. They do. I know they do. <laughs> but then I think it eases up. I think it eases yeah, up a little. Think Missouri, does. that's going to be a 39 point spread. Um, it, it does, yeah. After Florida, I think it takes a little step back, but 
21 and a half is so many points against another undefeated team, man. I don't mm-hmm. think Kentucky's fantastic, but I do think they're pretty damn good. I think they're better than Auburn. Um, with that being said, I think they're better than Auburn. Therefore, I'm going to do it. I think we, we agree here. We're going to do what is not supposed to be done, but we're going to go the over in a Georgia Bulldogs football game. We're going to go over 44 and a half. We think Kentucky can get to the mid-teens, right? Yes, we do. Okay, 17. And then Georgia, I'm, I'll am i be damned if Georgia doesn't score 28. Um, 28-17 hits the over. So, yes, the over 44 and a half for one unit. We're Here, going- we look at it this way, right? So, fuck Georgia. Kentucky's a little bit – we think they're better than Auburn. Yes. The spread is a couple points lower. It got yeah, – so – this opened at 16. Yeah, it's and it's up to 21 and a half. At yeah. 16, if we were to recorded three days ago, I would have taken Georgia to cover the 16. Yeah. But over three touchdowns, no thank you. Mm-hmm. All right. Over 44 and a half, one unit. Okay. So this yeah. is what this is what the plays are, guys. Oklahoma State at Texas, over 60 and a half for one unit. Kentucky at Georgia, over 44 and a half for one unit. Tampa Bay and the Rams, seven-point teaser. So that's Tampa money line, Rams minus two and a half at a minus 150 odds, six units, six to win four. Um, London game, Miami at the London Jaguars. Um, We're taking the Jags over 22 team points for one unit, correct? Yes. Okay. Uh, next game that we're playing, Packers. Can we buy the half point from four and a half to four? Okay. Okay. So that's a minus 120 line. Packers minus four for three units. Chiefs at the Washington Redskins. We're going to go the Redskins over two and a half team touchdowns. That doesn't have to be offensive. Just two and a half touchdowns by the team. So we need three touchdowns from the from the Redskins here. That's a two-unit play. Um, We're skipping the Vikings. We're skipping the Chargers. We're skipping the Bengals. We played the Rams. Cleveland, um, Arizona at Cleveland. Cleveland laying three points. We're taking Cleveland to cover the three-point spread at home against the Cardinals. The Vegas Raiders at Denver. How many, what units on? I'm sorry. Thank you. Two units on Cleveland minus three. Um, The Vegas Raiders. Plus three and a half at Denver. We're taking the Vegas Raiders plus three and a half points, two units. Uh, Dallas at New England, over under at 51 and a half. We're taking the, excuse me, under 51 and a half here for two units. And then the Sunday night game, Seattle at Pittsburgh, the over under coming in at the lowest total of the week at 42 and a half. Um, and we're going to take the over 42 and a half in this game for three units. So what is that? That, my friend, is Michael Jordan. 23 units. Ooh, <laughs> baby. All right. 23 units on the week or on the on the line this week. That's 21 in the NFL, two in college. Look forward to the Instagram story. There will be more plays. I'm going to tell you one now. Get on it. Michigan State minus four against Indiana. Michael Penix Jr. banged up, might not even play. And uh, Michigan State. Let's count pretty, that as an official show play. Yeah, Michigan though. State's pretty pretty fucking good at football this year. How many units? 
Mm. Mm. Have we? Yeah, we made a multi-unit play on college last week. We're doing really well in college. Um, two units. Well, we'll just round it up to an even, not not really an even, but that that nice five number. Yeah. So twenty-five. So Michigan total. State to cover rounds us up to twenty-five units. Yeah, twenty-five. Michigan State minus four. Uh, yeah, Michigan State to cover the spread against Indiana. Love them this year. They're really, really good. Unbelievable uh, run game. And their quarterback's got a pretty sweet last name. Thorne. Um, so, yeah, uh, that's a – God, that's a lot of plays. But you know what? It's okay because we're going to win a lot of plays. That's what well, we're going to do. That's our confidence is going up a little bit too with what we think we know. And, you know, it's – you can't be thrown out 25 units week one. You don't actually – No, you think we've you know. learned a lot about the teams in the first five weeks. Yes. Um, update on the record. I know I told you guys what the units is. So we're 19-8 and eight in college football for plus 15.6 units. Um, so that's a 66% clip. And then we are 26-13 and 13 and one, so the push, but 26-13, and 13, which is 66% in the NFL – for 11.2 units, that's 26.8 units on the year. Um, that is 79% of your bankroll. Um, so if you had a thousand bucks at the beginning of the year, you're up $790 um, through a third of the season. I mean, it's yeah, it could get better if we're betting 50 units on a game, sure, but that's just not realistic. That's not you're you're betting half your bankroll on one game. No, that's it's not good. that's not what we're going for. No, we're not Vegas Dave. We're not fucking eight thousand unit megalodon plays. It that you, nobody has eight thousand units. No, <laughs> it's not a real thing. Um. So yeah, twenty five units on the week. Um. If we get swept, we're up point eight or one point eight units. So be it. But it's not going to happen. We're not getting swept. We're not getting swept. <laughs> we're, not getting swept. Um, we're one week closer to WVU Texas. Mm-hmm. I'm ready. I'm super pumped. I can't wait. November 20th, right? Week before Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's going to be great. I can't wait to see you. Mm-hmm. I'll run my fingers through that grizzled beard. Yes. Um, so, as always, thank you to Punchless MMA, Punchless Media for making everything possible. Um, I want to. We're going to talk off air. We're going to. We're going to do some kind of promo next week. Um, even if it's it's going to be something like tag two friends in an Instagram post. If they follow us, you're entered in a contest to win. What we'll, we'll buy you pizza on Sunday, so you can have pizza at your house for for the for Red Zone or something like that. Um, we want to do something to give back to you guys, but at the same point in time. We need you to give to us. We need more followers. We need more listeners. We want interaction. Um, we have our regulars who come into the DMs, and we appreciate all of you guys. Um, a guy who loves beer, Hockey Keith, um, St. Patrick, we appreciate all you guys, but we want more. This is what we do it for. We do it to talk to other people. So, again, Dale and Trey, thank you. Go listen to their show. They're going to be live tonight, which is part of the reason why we didn't go live tonight as well. Um, we don't want to enter, you know, we don't want to go at the same time. We're all part of the same family here. So they'll be live tonight at 930 Eastern Standard Time. Um, I'm going to put this audio out as soon as we're done recording here. So people are going to have this, you know, hopefully on their drive home from work, maybe. But that's all I've got. Tyler, any parting shots, anything going on in the world, any news you want to cover? So NFL, any shot. I don't care. 
no, as always, thank you guys for listening. Um, you know, we're enjoying this so far, but let me just end with a parting shot. I think the Penguins showed last night they are the last legitimate back-to-back cup champs without some phony-ass seasons. So go Pens and hockey season's back, boys. Hockey's my lifelong passion. Played it my whole life growing up. Still, I love all sports, but hockey's my 1A to everything else being 1B, the sport itself. So, you know, go Pens. Tampa have a fraudulent back-to-back so they can enjoy their big-ass banner because it's the last one they're getting. And, you know, one with that. I, here's the thing, man. I, and I listen. Tampa's not bad. I know you. I know it's kind of like a dig at them because yeah, the Pens won back to back, but they've got to be tired. I mean, it's just we saw it with Pittsburgh. From what? From their from their half seasons, they won. It back doesn't matter. It's still, dude. The it's still the the grind. Of no, what it was is they watched the banner go up. Mike Sullivan is at his absolute best when he has an undermanned roster, and yep. they beat them to every loose puck, and they wanted it more. They did. They did. They they absolutely wanted it more. Um. I love the effort out of um, Kapanen and what Evan Rodriguez brought. And, dude, Dominic Simone scored a goal. If he could score, he'd be amazing. He's, he brings a lot to every line he's on. And here's the thing with the Penguins. How many breastfed passes did, has Crosby given him in his first run with the Penguins? That We don't want to talk about it because we've seen them in person in the playoffs. And oh, my God. But, look, quickly – Everyone, you know, oh, Mike Sullivan doesn't care about defense. Not true. His teams at their best play defense in the offensive zone with their aggressive forecheck. And they can't score if they're not in your end. And the Penguins played it to perfection last night. Jari looked competent, thankfully. It was pretty cool seeing Brian Boyle Boyle score a goal. Yeah, you mean Daniel Day-Lewis? Yes, yes. Bill Butcher? (laughs) Yes. It was was cool to see him score a goal. Um, Yeah, it was. It was. But, yeah, I mean – I don't know, man. Vassy just didn't seem. I don't think he. I, I don't think he was in it mentally. I really don't. Um, but I don't know. It'll be interesting. NHL season is upon us. NBA six days away. We are going to be finally in full swing of sports again. I love it. Um, you've got NCAA basketball in November tipping off. Um, yeah. We've obviously got college or not college. Um, playoff baseball going on right now and then we've got the beginning of the nhl regular season we're mid-swing in football beginning of nba regular season this is the best time of the year uh, yes. outside of like march even though the nfl's done and we but we have march madness we have nba playoffs coming up we have nhl playoffs coming up um but yeah this is like full effect sports i love this time of year my wife hates it because sports are on the tv 24 7 she um, should just learn to like them yeah, she will at some point. Yeah. But anyway, 25 units on the line. We are at 58, 59 minutes. It's pretty good, and we're getting ready in an hour. But we appreciate you guys. Um, that's all I have. I don't have any parting shots, really, outside of good fortune. And we will talk to you on Instagram. Follow the Instagram. you got to put the alert on for when we post stuff because the player props and stuff might come in 30 minutes before kickoff. Um, we have families, so we have to take care of our families before we sit down and look at lines. Um, we're lucky to get away for an hour a week. Yeah, that's a fact. I mean, it's tough. So um, this isn't our life. This isn't our livelihood. We don't make a living off of this. We have jobs and families to deal with. So please put the alerts on for when we post the Instagram story so you can see the player props and get them in and maybe a second half line or something like that. 
But until next week, guys, good fortune, and we love you.